Everybody, it is another episode of Couple Critique. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, we're back to over the phone. Yes, over the phone, sadly. But the theme song is back, so you guys can rejoice in hearing our lovely jazz delicious theme song again. Mm, it's pretty great. <laughs> it's something. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so if you guys probably already know from the title what we're talking about today, Widows, mm-hmm. Steve McQueen's really awesome female-led ensemble cast crime heist movie type thing. There's a lot of things going on. There are... <laughs> but we're going to talk to you guys about that what we like, what we didn't like if you're new to the show subscribe because we'd love to have more listeners <laughs> <laughs> but also we work hard on this and we like telling you guys about movies and books yeah, and it's, it's really fun yes if nothing else, we like this. That one person yes. out there, Thomas Meehan, you're out there. I know you are. That sounded creepy. <laughs> we basically do this whole show for you. The one, yeah, the one constant listener, right? I don't know. I can't tell who the constant listeners are. I need to, I need to show it to Nargis. She needs to just watch. She needs to just go on her phone on her freaking iPad pod and just listen. I I will show her. I will show her where she can find it because she's been dying to listen to it. Dying to, she's been dying to listen to. How come she hasn't found it? She's not trying. I don't even know if she has the app on her phone. Does she have Spotify? We're on there. No, she does not. Oh. The only place she's going to be able to listen to it is Apple, and I don't know if she has that on there, so I have to show her, like, how to set it up. Yeah, if they even have that. So, yeah. Hopefully one day she's able to listen to this and she can hear me talking about her. <laughs> she's going to be so offended. No. You should have got her the I'm Grumpy hat. I. She's not a grumpy person. <laughs> that hat is hilarious. It was cute. I feel like I'm going to get that for for her for You're Christmas. You're going to get it for her? Yeah. You should. I almost want to do it just as a joke. That would have been funny. Dang, that would have been funny if I only had money when I was at Disneyland. Well, next time we go. Yeah. Hopefully there's a next time. Yeah. Disneyland isn't exactly like... Oh, yeah, next time we go to the beach, it's not that easy. No. Yeah, no. 
it would be easy. The thing is, if we lived here, we would just get like a pass for the year. Right, which would be amazing. Yeah, it would be a lot of upfront costs, but it would mean Disney anytime we want to. So, dude, listening to Fatima and Lily and Patul talk about their passes, I literally wanted to move back so bad uh-huh. just to get a Disneyland pass. <laughs> That's not worth it. Have... Yeah, dude, I li- when I lived there, we had the annual pass, and we would go every weekend. It was so worth it. Trust me. <laughs> but mom, <laughs> it's like someone needs to tell Zaid how to pronounce her name. Oh my gosh. Um, dang, I totally had something to say and I forgot. Oh well. Was it about widows? Because that's what we're supposed to be talking about. No, it had nothing to do with widows. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, widows. Directed by Steve McQueen. Written by. Karen Gillian and Steven. No. What's her name? Um, Gillian Flynn. Dang. Freaking Karen Gillian. What the heck is wrong with me? That's not the right person. I know. That's a totally different. That's a totally different person. I didn't even pronounce their name right. Nope. Yeah. Gillian Flynn and Steve McQueen. Of 12 Years of Slave Flame, Flame, Karen, Gillian, Gillian Flynn of Gone Girl, Sharp Objects Fame. Uh, and yeah, another, another movie. So, overall impressions on the first watch, Nasreen. This is your first time watching it. was a really good movie the acting was great the writing was amazing like the story was just great um i do i think you might have overhyped this one a little bit for me there's a possibility i did yeah a little bit because you like you were constantly talking about how great it was which isn't bad it's just i feel like my expectations not even my expectations but i just feel like there was too much hype yeah. When I first sat down to watch the movie, because I was like, this is good. But he made it seem like way, way bigger than what's going on here. Yeah, I probably did. So I still enjoyed it. I just feel like at first, I feel like it took me a little longer to get into it because I had this like, all right, some, something's, I don't know. It was just too much. I literally didn't appreciate that movie until like a month or two after my second watch of it. Hmm. I actually, the first time I watched it, who did I go with? I went with my dad, I think, and I was bored. Really? And I was like, dang, I'm bored. <laughs> and this is a movie. <laughs> well, it's, it's much, it's, it's very slower paced than normal heist movies. It's very deliberate <laughs> right. in its approach. It like... But you, I, you have to wait until you get like to the end of the movie, I think, to appreciate that they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like that stuff in the mo- in in that isn't smart. I think, but if if you're going into it thinking, there's 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 like a um, if you're not pre- if you're not pre prepped for the slowness, you might not like it the first time. Kind of like Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
I wasn't prepared for a movie that was that quiet and that, like, deliberate by Quentin Tarantino. So I, like, was like, I don't know how I feel about this movie <laughs> when, it, when we came out the first time. Yeah, that one, you need to rewatch. Yeah, and I don't know why I didn't feel, why that happened, because I'd seen 12 Years a Slave, which is a very deliberate movie and is kind of slow, and I'd also seen Hunger, which is unbearably slow. Oh my gosh, that movie is ridiculously slow. I was, like, not ready for how slow that movie was. Like, not yeah. ready at all for Hunger. But I think maybe it had to do with the trailer, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so, like, this is like him turning a new leaf. This is going to be something thrilling and action-packed. And there's not really any action until the very end. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyway, but the first time I saw it, I saw it with my dad, and I thought it was good, but I was like, okay. And I saw it with my mom, and I was like, okay, this is good. Maybe a little better than I thought last time, but I was still like, meh. And I started thinking about it. And then the more I thought about it, the more I just fell in love with the movie. Question. Yeah. Favorite character. Answer. Uh, hmm. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> because we didn't even talk about the plot of this movie. This is how out of the loop we are from Star Wars month. Because that was such an easy thing to talk about, because it's like, who doesn't know the plot of Star Wars? But... Actually, I know a few people who have never seen any of the movies. Oh, for real? One of the kids in the mailroom, he's never seen a single Star Wars movie. Dang, that's rough. Yeah. So when me and Peter start talking about stuff, he's like, he's just, I, I don't know what the heck you guys are saying right now. Because me and Peter talk about Star Wars a lot. <laughs> That's funny. Widows is about all these women whose husbands were all part of the same heist team. And one day they all die in a tragic heist gone wrong. And then they leave debts unsettled. And the women of the, the wives, the widows of these men basically have to formulate their own heist in order to pay off the debts. The end. End of story. And then there's a whole subplot with Colin Farrell trying to run for, like, representative of a district and, like, trying to get the black vote. And, like, he's kind of sick of this people that he's around all the time. And he's kind of cracking under the pressure because his father was also in the district. And, like, it's pretty rough. He should have just gotten a new job. What's jacked up about his character is, like... You know he would actually like to help. But stuff is all messed up. But, like, his father messed it up. He wants to go a different way. He's almost like... It's almost like a Jack and Joe Kennedy... It's almost like a Joe Kennedy, Jack Kennedy type thing. Mm. Like, because the Kennedys were part of a crime family. And then uh, they turned their back on them once they... Once Jack and um, Robert got into office, Right. Yeah. And then that just led to problems. But um, it's kind of like that, except you can tell he's like, but he's still not like the best person either. At least not that I remember. 
No, no, no. The Colin Farrell. Oh no, neither one of the. No, not really. They're not really great, but but like, you can tell half of it is him wanting to help, and the other half of it is trying to keep the status quo, of like my family has been congrat has been like serving this district for a long time or whatever. Uh huh. But you can tell like that that change really isn't helping so much as much as he may think it is. No. And then he's being run against by one of the guys who's um, um, Viola Davis's freaking husband owes money to and is the whole reason why they have to do the heist in the first place. Jamal. Jamal. And then what was his friend's name? I mean, his brother? I should remember this. Dang. I guy, don't remember this. He's the guy from Get Out. Shoot. Ow. How did I forget his freaking name? Jamal. I know he had like a weird name. Um, there's Jamal. Jamal Manning. There's Jamal Manning and then there's Jat May Manning. Jatemay Manning. <laughs> Whatever. How the ever the heck you say that? Okay. That is her. Him. Played by uh, Daniel Kaluuya. But anyway, favorite character in Widows? Favorite character? I, um, what was the name? What was the, I, I don't know why I can't remember anything. But why? What was the name of the blonde girl? Oh, Elizabeth Debicki's character. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I'm gonna look that up right now. It started with an A. Not Windows cast. Widows cast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was like how to cast on Windows. I was like, get that out, Alice. Yes. She's my. I I think. I- Alice was my favorite character. She's my favorite character, too. I loved her story. It was... Like, I... Her her plot lines were some of the most interesting in the whole movie. Yeah, and she kind of, like, Black Widows some dude. A little bit. And she's super tall. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do with her character, but it's just interesting. She's, like, way taller than mm-hmm. all the rest of them. Jeans, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I definitely liked her character the most. Um, I like... I feel like I felt for her character the most out of any other character. I couldn't really relate to some of the other characters. Like, I was invested, but I didn't feel about them the way I felt about her. Like, Like, Viola Davis's character, Veronica, I was like... Like, I got it, but I didn't like... But I wasn't, like, so into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean... And she's the one you're supposed to care about the most in this movie. But her sort of grief is very specific. You know, like, she lost people... Like, she lost certain people in her lives that you're not going to be able to relate to that pain unless you lose a child or a spouse. Yeah. And she lost both. But with Alice... But with Alice... 
everyone knows the feeling of having people repeatedly, or some people can relate to people, you know, treating you not so great and you wanting it to stop. Yeah, and like just being like, like people are always like not necessarily realizing your potential. And because of that, you don't realize your potential either, which is kind of like her whole right. thing is that she's definitely this. She's smart. And through the like them creating the heist and everything, you can tell she's smart. Like once she gets like the gears turning and stuff like that. But everybody in her life, like her husband and even her mom played by um, Jackie Weaver is freaking amazing. Um they they're just con- they they never even give a second thought to the fact that she might be able to like do something worthwhile. Mhm. So I thought that was fascinating. Also, this is one of the few movies where Michelle Rodriguez gives like a really good performance. Really? Yeah, that's Linda. Mhm. She like I've seen Michelle Rodriguez in lots of movies, freaking Avatar, freaking Battle Los Angeles. But like I feel like her performances are never, like, there all the way. In this movie, I was like, dang, okay, Michelle Rodriguez is here to act. Right. She's got it. So, I was happy about that. And then, obviously, Viola Davis is always... Her performance was amazing. Yeah, she's not a bad actress at all. Although, I do think... I do... I would say this. I do think Elizabeth Debicki kind of overshadows her in this movie. I think really? I think Elizabeth Vicky's performance is like the dark horse of this movie that nobody really sees coming, but is actually really incredible. Huh. At least in my own personal opinion, I found her performance a lot better than Viola Davis's performance. And I think a lot of that has to do with Viola Davis is kind of playing the same Viola Davis she played in Suicide Squad. And I feel like... Sure, she was in that movie. Yeah, she plays Amanda Waller. And I don't know. as much. I, and it's not like she doesn't do great in this movie, because she does really good in this movie. There are some scenes in this movie where you're like, dang, all right. But I feel like there's a more consistent dang, all right, in Elizabeth Debicki. And I feel like a lot of her, like the struggle that she goes through specifically... She gets to play a lot more emotions. Where I feel like Viola Davis's character has to do one note for like most of the time, and then she gets spurts of like letting out emotion. Yeah, I guess I, I see what you mean. And I think maybe some of that has to do with like. I don't know, because she has to play the tough, serious person for like the whole movie. For virtually the entire movie, she has to play this tough, tough, serious person. I think her shining moment of acting, though, in the movie, comes at the very end. Not the very, very last scene, but, like, the second-to-last scene, where you get the big twist. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, my goodness. I mean, not no, no, that's not the big twist. The big twist is earlier in the movie. But when the big twist, like, comes to fruition... That's... Yeah, that's like when she has to confront the big twist. Yes, exactly. So that, that was definitely a Flynn twist. Yeah, right? <laughs> that I, I felt the Gone Girl vibes. When what when when, when, when Carrie when Carrie Coon's character opened that door, my mother screamed. What? 
not like scream like full like she was like <gasps> like no, no no I know what you mean yeah it was like the air changed in the theater when she opened that door it was a big moment cause then and you get that little tease with the dog and you're and like, the flask you're like what the heck is wrong with that dog <laughs> yes and then the flask that was brilliant and then that's part of the reason why I started appreciating this movie more because I started thinking about stuff like that. And I was like, this movie is very detail-oriented in a way that, like, not many movies can, can pull off. That's true. Yeah. So I freaking loved that. And then when she opened that door, I was like, holy freaking crap. Lies. Uh-huh. I'm being lied to right now. But it was so good. It was, I know, it, it, oh, my goodness. And her driving back when she realized what was going on. Oh, yeah. When she's driving the, um, when she leaves the house and she's crying because she's, like, she's putting the pieces together. Yeah, it's, you're like, oh, my gosh. This can't get any worse. And then, and then the whole movie is the whole movie saying, oh, yes, it can. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and and watch as it does get worse and worse. You know, who I felt really bad for was her driver in the movie. What's his name? Bash. Oh, I know, bro. Bash he did not deserve. Oh my got. god, he was so like. Bash got jacked up in this movie, and you feel so bad because like, he's just doing the right thing. He's just helping her. He's and he's like kind of, you know. There's a little sense of he's like a child almost, caught in the middle of thing of like big adult things. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then oh my god! And then when all the black guys come to his freaking house, and they just yeah, and you can tell he like knows what's gonna happen. Like yeah, like you can see it in his. He did some great acting. You can like see it in his face as he starts to realize like. I'm not. Wa- I'm not. I'm not walking out of this place ever again. No, and he could have easily just like gave them what he wanted, but he was he was still so loyal to her and the family. Nope, he was like, I'm. I'm here until, I'm here to serve them. He's like a very honorable knight. <laughs> yeah. And I really really like that, and I one that that scene Bash's death scene. Um, did something that I was like, okay, this is the Steve McQueen that I know. Um, which is like, Steve McQueen knows when and when not to show very shocking acts of violence. Mm-hmm. And that whole, like, them coming over to him, and then the camera just panning over to Jateme's character, and just him turning up the television... And watching the sports game as you're hearing Bash get brutally murdered in the background. That was wild. That was that was a good way to do that scene. I freaking love the direction in this movie. A lot. That was one of the things I appreciated the most was that was the directing. And then Jiteme, oh my god, his whole thing is just doing horrible things that make you hate him more and more. It was so surprising to see him have this part. 
not surprising because I don't think he could do it, but it was just weird to see him playing the role of someone who's doing the horrible things versus watching him as someone who's having horrible things done to him. Yeah, yeah. It's because we all were like, get out. Exactly. And then you watch him, you know, he's like stabbing the paralyzed man in the bowling alley and you're like, what are you doing? Bro, that scene jacked me up for a while. I still so I still think about that sometimes. It'll pop into my head and I'm like a little bit paralyzed in my mind. Like Ugh. I remember because the thing is you just hear the sound first. And you're like, what the heck was that? And then when they cut to that wide of him stabbing his legs, and he's like, Can you feel that? And you're just like this is evil, like, beyond recognition right now. It is. And it was freaking wild. I love that scene, though. He, he did a really good job. That was, oh, man. I remember that, I think that was another one where my mom gasped. Like, she was, and then I think the lady next to me gasped, too, when I saw it. She was like, oh, my God. Like, somebody in the theater said, oh, my God. <laughs> Out. Yeah, because it was like, what the heck? Who's doing this? That's <laughs> no, not something you expect to see. Oh my god, or with the two guys rapping? You remember that? We may have lost Nasreen, guys. No, I'm, I'm here. Oh, okay. I tried to move spots so that the connection would be better, but it got worse there for a second. But you remember that scene with the two guys rapping? Dude, that messed me up so bad. Really? Like, I had I had to rewind it and watch it again because I was like, that did not just happen. Damn. I, wasn't, I was not expecting that at all. That was crazy. I remember seeing that and being like, what the heck? Because that's, that's the last thing you knew was going to happen. No. And I was like, you're just watching them like, you know, they're like rapping or whatever. And then he's like listening and you're like, I was like, I was pretty sure it was going to end not good for them. Yeah, but not like that. But not like he just like headshotted that dude. And then and then he was like, run to the other guy. And then he shot him. Oh, my gosh. That was freaking nuts. Dude, I actually thought he was going to let the other guy go for a second. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And then but it just no. pew, 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 <laughs> destroys him. It's like, oh, you didn't run fast enough. Now, how did you feel about the twist in the movie? I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I appreciated it a lot. I thought, I remember going, I, I remember when they, when they did the whole, like, playback of, like, the heist and everything, I was mm-hmm. like, yo, that is freaking insane that he was, yeah. like, doing that. His character was cold. Yeah, he was, right? Which was also, it was interesting because you spent so much of the movie watching her remember him as, like, this really loving, sweet, caring husband. And and then you're watching him help all of his friends, quote-unquote friends and teammates, die. Yeah, exactly. And then when you're, and then when you, like, but then it gets, like, more complicated because you understand, because you get, like, an understanding of how it happened because it all stemmed back to the loss of their child. 
And then, when, right. and then you see like just how like that distance kind of grew between them. And that happens to like couples sometimes. They lose a child and then they like they freaking divorce because it's like there's a suffocate. It's like they're being suffocated by like right. the weight of that having happened. Like things just never become the same for them, and it makes that marriage like fall apart. It gives you more of an explanation. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was really, really cool. And then Colin Farrell's whole thing, man, dude. Yes. I I had my moment where I talked to you about how I just love Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like post-Miami Vice Colin Farrell. Oh, my gosh. He does these roles that are just like... Just dark Colin Farrell is my favorite Colin Farrell. Like, him in Miami Vice is, like, mega cool. And part of the reason why is because he's struggling with a drug addiction throughout the entire filming of that movie. (laughs) And you can, like, tell when you're watching that movie, like, he's just barely hanging on a lot of the times. You're like, this dude's about to crack. I'm surprised he didn't while they were filming this movie. And then, like... In True Detective Season 2, oh my gosh, that's a performance for, like, the ages. His freaking character in there is crazy, Ray Valcoro. And then him in this movie, like, that rage that's in him. Like, and then, like, that whole thing with his dad, like, their whole jacked-up relationship is, like, really interesting to watch. It is. Like, remember that, the very expensive wallpaper. (laughs) It's like, it's art. He's like, wallpaper, art. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. But it's sad. Like, that, that's a very relatable kid-father scene. Yo, for real. That's, dads usually don't understand art. Or they don't understand the art that their kids are into. Yeah. They're, yeah, all, they're, all, they're like, what is, what is this? This is not art. This is nothing. This is art. Yeah, exactly. And then the opening of this movie I thought was really qu- good. The cutting back and forth of between all the widows and then, like, the heist as it was going wrong. Uh-huh. That was a, a, an amazing way to open this film. I was happy with that. I'm, like, really happy with that. Yeah, it was a good way to do it. What is, like, your favorite scene in this movie? When Alice slapped Veronica. Oh, man. That was my favorite scene. I was so freaking happy to see her finally stop taking crap from people and start giving it back a little bit. And she's finally understanding that she actually does have self-worth, self-worth, despite what everyone her whole life has told her. And she's finally, like, not going to just be pushed around anymore. So when she slapped her back, I was so happy. Yeah, I was... That, that sounds so bad, but I was so, like, I was so proud of her. Yeah, that was awesome. I freaking loved that. I love... I think I might have to say Veronica and... Um, Veronica and and Mr. Rollins' final showdown at the end. Mm. Where she's throwing the money in the car, and he just walks into frame. And you're just like... There's no way this is going to end well. Right. That was nuts for me. I love that. That just, oh, the, just that that shot is just one of my favorite shots out of this whole movie and definitely out of 2018. I thought that was just really cool. And then, like, and then, like, you think that he shot her at one point, and you're like, 
No. I know. I remember being like, that did not just happen right now. And then he falls down. And I was like, yes. And you're like, oh, thank goodness. Yes. And then, oh, my God, when she sets the car on fire and drives away. Mm-hmm. That was freaking cool. That was really cool. And that whole heist was amazing, too. It was. Them robbing Robert Duvall's freaking house. The safe. Dude, and then when they shot the dad, I thought... Because you hear the gunshot, and then you get a close-up of the woman's mask. Mm-hmm. And you think that she... And I thought she was the one that got shot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh no. But then he falls on the ground and I was like, oh. And doesn't and Elizabeth and Alice is the one that gets shot in that whole thing. She does. She gets shot in the shoulder ish yeah. area. It was nice to see that she was alive in the last scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was really glad that she made it through. I was worried. I was like, yo, if we lose my favorite character in this movie, I'm gonna be upset. I didn't think they really made it like a high risk that she was gonna die yeah like they got her to the hospital so i wasn't super worried about her it was like that or like what if they get caught or something like that oh yeah well they did get caught and then they took care of it yeah but they killed both the guys yeah and then uh what's a face though jateme the freaking car crash Mm Mhm. that was that that's that's, that's another one that I like think about that shot and I'm like that is just like that feels like this is something Steve McQueen is like just good at is like realistic just gross feeling violence like the violence in his movies feel like it's not like some people will say the mere act of showing violence is a glorification they haven't seen Steve McQueen's movies <laughs> Because, like, in 12 Years a Slave, there's, like, nothing glorified about, like, the the horrific violence that you watch in those movies. Which is where I do think a lot of, like, even, like, the slave movies, right, they go kind of wrong. Because there is kind of, like, this kind of, like, played-up theatrical feel to them. And there's just something, like, I don't know how he does it, but there's just, like, a weird authenticity to everything that happens. But when that car crash happens... And you freaking just see his, like, neck twisted and his freaking face is up against the steering wheel. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's, like, blood dripping down his face. And you're just like, oh, my God. That looks like that looks like that was for real, for real. It looks like he got into an actual crash. Yeah, exactly. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much did you hate Jamal when he lifted up that dog? I feel like... It was, like, maybe an 8.5. I was like, I'm about to walk into this room and beat him to death. (laughs) Treating a freaking dog like that. No, it was definitely really messed up. And you hear a dog, and I was like, oh, my God. Somebody. I think, yeah, the the noises were the worst thing, because when he was holding it, like, you could tell he was doing it in, like, a threatening way, but... You knew the dog was going to be okay. But the little noises that he was making was just so sad. I was like, stop the movie. <laughs> stop the movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, I know, you're, you're very sensitive to when animals or... And she's gone. 
and as we as we saw with Pokemon. Wait, wait, can you re-say what you said because you cut out? Hello. 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 I've been here. Okay, so what I said was, can you re-say what you said because you cut out? Oh, what was the last thing that you heard? You, you you were like, I know that you, and then it ended with Pokemon. Oh, I said that I know you get sensitive when you watch movies where animals or little creatures are getting hurt, and then I said, and we saw this with the Pokemon movie. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it at all. And the Jurassic um, World. Oh my god, Jurassic World was the worst. That was just uncalled for, okay? That was unnecessary. There was- that was unnecessary animal sadness. No, I thought it worked well. I thought that was amazing, but then they messed up the like the whole second two thirds of that movie. I'm not saying that the scene was unnecessary. I'm just saying like that it it was just too sad. It was mad sad. It was horrible. It was just because it was just because it was I was crying. What'd you say? <laughs> the dinosaur was crying and it was like screaming and it was so upsetting. Wait, which one? And the one where it was left on the island. Oh my gosh, yes, and the and lava was killing away. it. Oh my goodness. It was so, so bad. And it did the like stand up thing in the in the and they saw a shadow in the smoke. Oh. Mm-hmm. I can't who makes these movies? I don't know. You know it's jacked up though? So we spent all that time bashing Colin Trevorrow after that movie. But that yeah. leaked episode nine script that was way better than the one that we got was his script. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was. That's interesting. Yeah, that was all his idea with the, on with basically everything that everything remember that post that I sent you. All of that came from his script. That's wow. That's actually a little surprising. Yeah. And Disney fired him, and I and they fired him. I think it was after the Last Jedi. So I think part of why they fired him was that he had made he had written that, and then he and obviously that script honors the Last Jedi quite a bit actually. And it kind of sta- it doesn't try it doesn't seem like it tried to undo like anything that happened in that movie. No, it was just taking it further. And then. And it was like after Disney got all the blowback from that un undeserved blowback from that movie, they just decided like f this guy, we're just gonna make J.J. Abrams come back. People like that first one. Is that meme of Mark Hamill calling J.J. Abrams Jar Jar Abrams true, or does someone like edit that? I don't know. I've never even seen that. Oh, because that keeps like floating around on my feed and I, I want to find out if he actually said that or if it's someone was just messing around. You might as well be Jar Jar Abrams after figuring Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. <laughs> but we can't get into another Star Wars debate I know, again. I know. We're here to talk about we're Widows. To, we're here to talk about Widows. So, who's your favorite bad guy in this movie? Um, favorite bad guy? I, I, I think I want to say the Mannings brothers. 
the Manning brothers. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty jacked up. <laughs> Just because, like, they're so... They're such horrible people. Yeah. But it, it's... <laughs> It's like when you see a horrible thing, you don't want it to be happening, and you don't really want to see it, but you also can't stop watching it. Yes. It's like that. You That's kinda, their whole vibe. You kind of get addicted a little bit to their chaos. A little. You just want. I just. You just want to see how far they're willing to go. Like the. Like when he was standing over the guy in the wheelchair, it's like, what is he gonna do to this guy? Is he gonna kill him? Is he gonna hurt him? Is he gonna let him go? Like what? Yeah, I know. There's. Oh. Because they're so chaotic, you don't know what to expect. And then it's like, and then you're like, oh. And then he does something that's like, even like, somehow worse than killing him. Which is just stabbing his legs. There's just a lot of that in this movie. Just a lot of like, Steve McQueen, you thinking Steve McQueen is going to go this way or that way. And he just, and him and um, Karen Gillian. Gillian Flynn. Gosh dang it. Just make, like, the, the more extreme decision. Uh-huh. And you're like, ah, no. This is, I can't, this is hard to watch. So this movie got snubbed at the Oscars. Really? Absolutely no nominations. Seriously? Not even one. That's hard to believe. Not, but not as, I thought it was going to be a Best Picture nominee. At least writing or something. Nothing. Absolutely nothing at all. I was not even an acting nomination for Viola Davis, which I thought was, like, in the bag. That's very surprising. Zero. I remember being like, they shut out Widows hardcore. How the heck did that happen? something. Right? You think, but no. The Oscars just totally pretended like this movie didn't even exist wow and you'd think like they'd even be even more willing to vote for it because like this is a guy who literally just won best picture a couple years ago and he's like coming back because Steve McQueen's last movie he won won best picture and I think he won best director oh wow yeah so let me make sure that's right. I'm pretty sure he won Best Director for 12 Years a Slave. He's also this is like this he's also the director of the movie Shame. What Fastbender? Yes. Oh. Yeah, he yeah. No, no. So he got nominated for Best Director for 12 Years a Slave. I have no clue who won that year. But 12 Years Slave won Best Picture. Yeah. Him and Fassbender made three movies together. Hunger, Shame, and 12 Years Slave. What was Hunger? It's, a, it's about this... It's about, it's about, like, an IRA guy who's in prison during the whole Britain and Ireland issue that they never resolved really and he goes on a hunger strike in prison and refuses to eat for the cause of Irish sovereignty Irish sovereignty from British rule I see yes 
messing up my, you ever like mess up your words and you just like are getting frustrated? Frequently. Like you just get, like I've been, like it's making me angry. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like kind of upset a little bit that I've been messing this up. Maybe your brain is working faster than your mouth can like speak the words. I hate it. You know what else gets me upset? Dropping my phone on my face when I'm like in bed. <laughs> that makes me want to just like, I literally like, make, it makes, I have to like take a breath afterwards because I'm so like compelled to just like throw my phone against the wall. Just lay on your side so that way you don't have to hold it above your face and risk dropping it. I hate that. You hate laying on your side? No, I just hate dropping my phone on my face. But the thing is, sometimes that's oh. just more comfortable. Oh. But then you drop it, and I'm like, F this. I don't even want to use my phone anymore. <laughs> the struggles. I just, like, put my phone down. I'm like, you know what? I can't. This is it. Gotta take a break. I'm not watching YouTube right now. Yeah. F these people trying to build this computer. <laughs> not, I get so upset. That makes I, me I upset. I just get upset when I'm, like, not functioning properly. That's when I get the most upset. Like, when I'm messing up words over and over. Like, I've said freaking Karen Gillan except for Gillian Flynn so much. That I, I was, like, trying to calm myself down. <laughs> because I'm getting take, so upset by, by doing that. Take so many breaths. It's okay. This is, like, too much for me. I don't even have it. I don't even get angry usually. But that, like, I don't get, like, for real angry. Like, you know me. Yeah. I'll get, like, play angry. I've seen you get, like, frustrated, but never... The most upset I've seen you is when you can't sleep. When I can't sleep, it's like, don't even talk to me. Like, I've seen you get almost... I think... I didn't see you get pissed off, but you were texting me, and you seemed pretty upset. Like, that's the most upset I've seen you get. Yeah, didn't I, like... Yeah, and you didn't even get to, like, have... And you didn't even have to be there. Didn't I, like... I texted you in, like, full caps at, like, 4 in the morning one time. And I was like, I yeah, can't I, sleep. I, and I was so upset. I woke up <laughs> to those messages and I was like, oh no, he's freaking out. I was, I was literally, that was definitely probably the most angry I've been in a very long time. Yeah. Was that night. Because I remember feeling like just so overwhelmingly angry. That I was like, I, I'm literally about to just walk out of the house and go take a walk. I mean, it had been like a few days in a row of you just not sleeping. Yeah. So I couldn't even like look at my bed like my like the looking at my bed was getting me upset. Like I would get like, you know, like you get so angry, you get like it hurts in your stomach. Yeah. Like that's what I was feeling when I would walk into my room. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no, it was bad. I would spend, like, as little time in my room as possible because it would just get me angry. Because I was, mm-hmm. like... Because I would only go in there because I was getting ready to sleep. Or, like, I was watching a movie or something, and I would just be, like... I'm literally, like, so upset that, that I'm not going to sleep right now. You seem to have, like, bursts of that, where you just go a few days without sleeping. I know, right? I go on, like, or, the f- or maybe a few days where you struggle to yeah. sleep like maybe you'll get a few hours and then you wake up and you can't like and then it slowly goes back to normal somewhat yeah I've done the and couple and then you can't sleep again yeah I've done the couple times where it'll be like four or five days in a row 
just of just not sleeping or sleeping for like an hour uh-huh. like in between that so like it'll be like three straight days of no sleep and then like an hour of sleep and then another two days of no sleep which is basically five days of no sleep Oof. yeah that's not good that happened to me last semester yeah I had a moment where I was just like not sleeping for like a straight week but I feel like you had reasons for it that time right I don't even know honestly like there were definitely a few times where it was like someone was waking you up or I don't know there were just reasons yeah that's the other thing yeah there were parts where like my sleep was getting interrupted yeah and that wasn't fun at all is no but oh well what can you do nothing um live alone live under a rock make your roommate sleep in the hall live in iraq that is also an option yeah because if you're lucky you'll get bombed and then you won't ever have to wake up again That's an option for when you're like really, really tired. Yeah, when it when I've gone like a whole when, the, when I've got like a whole like two weeks without sleep, I'm like I'm moving to Iraq and I'm gonna hope there's another airstrike. Oh goodness! <laughs> Don't say that. I'm sorry to all of our viewers out there who are sensitive about jokes like that. But anyway, so what in, would you rate this movie? This is a nine out of ten. Wait. Where's my phone? Oh, let me go on IMDb right now. Let me just check what my rating is. Because uh-huh. I have this, I have my whole movie rating catalog on IMDb because I'm a nerd. You're an organized nerd. I am. I like. I was like, I need to keep track. And when I found that, when I found IMDb, I went, oh, this is a perfect way to just keep track of how I feel. Oh, my gosh. So this is going to blow your mind, right? Uh-huh. The user score for Widows is 6.9 out of 10. first saw it and didn't like it no 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 the user scores so like of all the votes of people on imdb averaged it's 6.9 out of 10 wow that's low the meta score so this is the critic scores average is 84 my score is nine i still feel like that Mm -hmm. i still feel that nine yeah i feel like i can agree with the nine yeah yeah that was definitely it was in the running a little bit when I was making my top 10 movies for 2018 last year it was in the running for like the 10th like the ninth or 10th spot mm-hmm. but it became an honorable mention so you think 9 out of 10 yeah I'd have to give it a 9 do you think if you saw it in 2018, this would have made it on your top 10 list of 2018? I I would have to go back and actually remember all the movies I watched for 2018. Yeah, most of them were with me. <laughs> they, Yeah, they were because I didn't go to the movies unless I was going with you. Yeah, went to a lot of movies. Uh, is the, do, are we doing the favorite at some point? Please don't. Sure. We talked about it. Did, did, but we never scheduled it? Oh, man. No, when we have a... When we do our next schedule uh, that is, thing, we'll that, have to that is one, it in there. That is one I'm so hype about us doing. Yeah. That movie is... 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is that 2018? Yeah, that was a 2018 movie. That was like, bro. I saw that in theaters, and then I watched it at the Best Picture Showcase, and both times I was like, this is one of the best freaking movies I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. So we both agree 9 out of 10. We think it's a great movie. Yes, definitely a great movie. Yes. I want to see Gillian Flynn make more screenplays. Yes, because she's amazing. In fact, what is she working on right now? Let's check on that. Good question. Let's check on what Gillian Flynn, so that's what she looks like. Oh, shoot, wait a minute. Did she write that? She didn't write that, did she? What? No, never mind. Okay, never, forget it. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought she, I, thought she, I thought I thought she wrote something else. Um, but it was just an ad for, like, the Golden Globes thing that she was, like, thinking about. Oh, so she was. So she created a show for twenty for this year called Utopia. Huh. Um. Okay, so I guess that's the only other thing she's doing. I guess that's it. Is that it? There's I don't no- know. You're the one with the computer. I guess there's nothing else. I guess Utopia is the only thing she's doing next. And that's for this year. It's not really showing me anything further in the future, so. Maybe that's all she has going on. Dang, she was at one point attached to the Strangers on a Train reboot with David Fincher and Ben Affleck writing. Oh. Yeah, her and Ben Affleck were... I'm just going to go on IMDb on my phone real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Just to... Double check. I need to double quadruple check this because she is one of my favorite writers of in film right now. Yeah. Gillian. Flynn. So next week will be a good conversation then. Next week we are going to do Gone Girl, the book, the movie, and Sharp Objects, the book, and the miniseries. Yes. All in one big fat episode. Those, those are trips. Yeah, <laughs> that's those like, are crazy trips. Oh, so apparently, okay, so she, so it's in development because I think David Fincher's next movie is called Mank, which comes out this year. And, okay. and it's by the guy who ma- who wrote Citizen Kane. Oh, okay. So that's that. But yes, Strangers. She's still attached to that. David Fincher is still attached to direct that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yes, we appreciate it a lot. We thoroughly appreciate it. These episodes are... They take time and energy. (laughs) But we love doing them. Yes. We think we find it very fulfilling and fun to share our thoughts. I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to work out once, like, school really gets going. Because you're taking a whole lot of classes. I'm taking six classes, yeah. That's busy schedule. But I should have time. 
Like, if we stick to, like, if you're still free on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Um, yeah, we'll figure it out. I have to go look at my schedule. Yeah, we'll have to create the recording schedule version, too. Yeah, might be Thursdays. Yeah, I'm definitely free then, so. Okay. Because yeah. I have, like, this huge gap where I my first class ends at 12, and then I don't have another one until 6. Oh, man. Because I only have biology once a week, so. Okay. That During that period, maybe. Yeah, Thursdays will probably be a good day then. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Yes, thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.